1: Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today we are chatting with Ian Peterman. He is the founder of Peterman Design Firm and can be found online at petermanfirm.com. Ian, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. Good to be here.
1: Your firm does some very interesting work, but rather than me starting to talk about it, I... I'm gonna let you give us an overview of what you're doing for customers.
2: Yeah, so we do concept to cash flow. We're we're a ter- can be a turnkey service for people launching new products, generally in the physical product realm. But we we do you know concept design. We do industrial design. We do engineering. We've built supply chains for companies. Uh, we've done the branding and packaging around a product, and even done some support on the back end for websites and things like that. Um, and so we do we do a lot of work with startups because we are the full package, and we also work with you know more established companies that are wanting to launch a new product or revamp a product line, even. And we're able to go in and add some creative perspective that is new to the company and and allows new creative solutions to be created.
1: So in there, it sounded like you have different levels of service that you provide that you can really dig in and be creating and doing everything, or you can move over to more of a consulting role. Is that correct?
2: That is. Yeah, I've done, done that high-level consulting of, okay, you have your own team, and I'm just going to help guide and, and give some feedback to, you don't want to touch anything at all. You just, you just want to end up with a product at the end that's ready to manufacture and everything's set up and you just click go. Uh, we can do that as well.
1: So that you can really shorten launch time for a startup.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When, when we're do handling everything at once, we're able to layer Things And instead of doing it one little piece at a time and slowly getting there, we're able to kind of stack that in a lot of cases and cut down the time it takes to actually get to launch.
1: And there's also just that time of figuring it out. You've there's done this <laughs> repeatedly. You already, you know the steps. You have many of your systems and processes in place already. You don't have to think it through, figure it out. I mean, not that there aren't many things to think through, but I think you would cut that down substantially just by having been through the process so many times.
2: Oh, absolutely. And we've just last year, we created or well publicly uh, published our actual internal product development process um, called the Peterman Method And it's just, it's our internal steps that we take with every project. And yeah, like you said, we've we've done it enough times. We've kind of optimized it to what our team can do. And now we just, we walk through those steps with every client if, if they need all the steps.
1: So when you're working with clients, you're helping them grow their business and grow their influence. What are your top strategies for doing that?
2: Um... Well, from a product standpoint, one of the things that we really are kind of is just formulated in the last year or so is really helping companies to be more conscious and aware of all the impacts that their product makes. And so you know, everybody leaves an impact and a legacy and, and it's there whether you think about it or not. And so in order to help people create more of a positive impact or increase their influence and their ability to be seen by people is helping to launch products that have an actual story to them that are doing good in some way or improving this area because consumers are very aware of what companies and brands are doing. The The whole veil has been pulled back to the point where you can't just hide behind some greenwashing. If you want to be environmentally friendly, you have to be environmentally friendly. You can't just say it. And so helping companies be ahead of that and, and turn it into a story. And stories is how everyone connects. And that allows companies to connect with their users and connect with their customers much better when you have have that story behind a product.
1: Well, and that story is influence in and of itself, oh, absolutely.
2: Really. absolutely. So could you
1: talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the story of your product when you're when you just put a product out there and there's no story it's it doesn't it's not newsworthy first of all so it's not something that people are going to view as really influential it's not you could be making a big impact with it but if nobody knows about your impact there's the benefit that you get from being influential kind of goes away if you're just secretly in the background doing amazing work uh, and so, being able to bring that story forward can can grow your influence. It grows grows the impact that you make because more people are, are aware of what you're doing. And, I, and this is part of why companies are so focused on like telling their mission. And that's why brands like Tom's Shoes became so popular so quickly it was because they told the story behind the shoe, behind their product. And that, of course, if you look at how influential and and known they are, it works very well as long as you take the time to to do that. If you take the time to do it up front, you can really make an impact a lot quicker and grow your influence and then be able to do more with that. You know, the impact that in the Thomas shoes example, they're able to make such an impact and and donate so much because more people were aware and more people were able to purchase from them. And then it just feeds into this self-growing and self-perpetuating machine of more people are aware, more people like it. You're able to do more good. You're able to have more influence and be able to do more of what you actually set out to do.
1: So as you were building the Peterman firm, what what do you see? How have you seen your influence grow through the time that you were building the firm and how did that impact your business? Hmm.
2: It's it's definitely grown through just connecting with more more people and being able to, as I help other people launch products, those people then telling telling other people, oh, we worked with we worked with Ian to launch our product, we worked with Ian to launch our brand. And as that's grown, I've been able to build connections with people that I would not have been able to network with or been introduced with if I hadn't been able to you know, do some really good work and get get a small amount of influence, get certain people to, to see what I'm doing. And and now, you know, at, at this point, I get requests from people who want to have me quoted for articles and things like that. And that just would never have happened if I hadn't been working with clients and building the small reputation, right? Starting from a really small base and and growing that out. So it's it's absolutely impacted it's part of how I'm here on this podcast and finding you guys is having having that influence and and the network. I mean really your network is your influence and I think that's the strongest point. And something I've definitely learned through building this company is the networking. The networking is worth it <laughs> to get to get there. And it's it pays off if, if you put the time in.
1: You mentioned that that's one of the lessons you've learned. I imagine you've learned many other lessons as you were going through this and, and growing the company. What, what were some of the challenges or or maybe the most difficult or the most interesting challenge that you've overcome in building the firm?
2: Yeah. Well, I would say that just in my personal experience, um, Learning to because I've had to grow my team quite a bit. So learning how to grow a team, how to manage a team effectively and be able to instill right the right amount of creativity and freedom while still being able to deliver to clients on time because we're we are very, you know solution oriented and our clients expect. The deadlines that we say are are actually met, uh, and but it's a very creative process. Everything that we do is a highly creative process, and it's it's a learn is a learning curve to manage that process and allowing the most creative solutions to come out, you know, within within those constraints that are very time and budget and very, you know, very strict box-like conditions that are sometimes applied. So it's been a, definitely a learning curve with that.
1: So are there lessons in there that you've been able to apply and to help your clients over similar hurdles?
2: Yeah, there's one of the things that you, you have to come to terms with when working in creative fields is being okay with ambiguity and a little, a little less rigidity in things and clients that have come to us that are they're either their industry is extremely rigid or, you know, what, for whatever reason they're, they're in a very rigid space, being able to help walk them through the process and explain like the value in having some ambiguity and allowing creativity and and this looseness to happen and that it will coalesce into something and you have to, but you let the process happen and so that's been really beneficial for for a lot of clients is me being able to explain that process and show them like okay well you see this process that we did for this other company well this was very fuzzy up until this point and you can like we're gonna this normal this happens and it's okay and why helping them get through that because there's a lot of Creative breakthroughs that require fuzziness in order to to get to, and not a, not every company works in that. A lot of companies work in a very rigid time, money costs are all they're all tightly regulated in, internally, and and they don't experience that side. But when you're trying to infuse creativity and new solutions, or really branch into new areas, you you have to hit that pocket of we're not hundred percent certain on things. There's, there's some flexibility, but it will, it will become a a really solid thing at the end of the process where you have to go through that phase first. And so being able to walk clients through that is, is definitely beneficial and helps them helps ease their mind when they go through a process like this. Cause it can be pretty, pretty uh, nerve wracking. If you're, used to a very tight timeline and deadlines and everything's controlled very tightly to enter that, that fuzzy space can be, can be a little scary sometimes.
1: Well, it seems like that's a place where they're going to be relying on the trust that they have in you, yes. which goes back a trust to that. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to that. Well, talking to people, making introductions, networking, growing your, it's your brand influence, but it's the personal side of that. Yes. that doing all of that creates this great trust factor for you to be able to walk companies through.
2: Yeah, exactly. Your brand, my brand has a certain level of trust, but like you said, it's definitely comes down to the personal. Do I trust this individual to actually do do what is going to happen and, and produce what what needs, needs to be done? Oh, so yeah, it's kind of a two-level thing.
1: Well, so you've spent these years building your business, building this influence. How do you use that influence now in your industry?
2: So now I use it primarily to really help clients, you know, move their development process and their products into what we were talking about earlier, a more conscious approach, looking at more ecologically friendly solutions, more socially friendly solutions and really just trying to guide as part of why I'm I'm actually putting a book together right now that we just started uh, announcing in creating this conscious design approach to building products and brands. And my goal with that really is to just help companies move into this space where instead of just looking at the bottom line and looking at really rigid processes is looking at What are all the impacts? What does your product impact? How how can we be aware of those things and improve them? And a lot of it is around helping companies build awareness of their own products impacts, just because it's, you know, without being aware, you can never improve anything. And it's a big, big component to making better products that it takes time, it takes effort, but we're able to walking companies through and showing them the actual benefit on the back end is one of the things we're, we're doing and what I'm really trying to create.
1: Well, it's interesting because you're, we're talking about influence, right? And we're talking about the business side, but you're also talking about the, the social and the environmental influence that all these companies have. And when you start stacking that up, that is a huge ripple effect coming from you.
2: Oh yeah, and it's it's a huge ripple effect of your influence when you when you think about all the things that you impact. Those are all areas you have some level of influence in, and people people don't even realize necessarily how much influence or how much impact they have when you start looking at the environmental and the social and you know financial. You take those three back. There's a lot of impact that even a small really small company can have. And yeah, being aware of it will help you create a better impact and better influence, right? You want to you want to make sure you're being a good influence and known for a good and being a positive influence. So if you're not aware of those influences, you could you could have that kind of outweighing whatever good you think you're doing in some other area.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's the name of the book, Ian?
2: Uh, I gonna be conscious design.
1: That is going to be the title that of the, is book. the title. Interesting. And do you have a, a goal date for that to be available?
2: Uh, we're hoping around June. We're okay. currently doing some final editing and hoping to release her in, in June.
1: Okay, great. And where can we find you online?
2: You can find us on our website, petermanfirm.com. And our social media handles at Peterman Firm, and that's across all social media platforms.
1: Oh, that's great. And thank you, Ian, for spending time with us today, for giving some uh, some insights and um, a little peek into your business and how you're using your influence in the world.
2: Thanks for having me, Sandy. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh. And thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.